Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Cup, Bad Cup, episode 264. Oh boy, we got the full party here this week. So much for the the short episode Matt, it wasn't even a short episode last week it was an hour and 20 minutes there was only two of us and we cut out a major segment so it was a small gain really so as we're doing fan cop moments this week and we got ryan um your aim of getting into work early tomorrow forget it buddy you're gonna be uh or you just have to go on zero sleep but we'll, we'll do the best that we can okay wouldn't be the first one going on zero sleep before uh, <laughs> i would i would like to just point out graham that um I didn't use my STF card last week, and you're also, and I'm quoting here, literally one week where Ryan's not here, you say, take as long as you want, Matt, and then you actually, I can remember you actually putting your thing like, then don't say go as long as you want to, Lewis. Okay, I'm going to say within reason then next time. We'll, that. we'll like, assume that that's what that's short for. Anyway, no, anyway, enough about you. Ryan, welcome back, buddy. It's, I missed you last week. Do you hate me still, or are we good? I mean, my hatred changes from minute to minute, so we'll see how the evening goes. Fair enough. Do you hate me still for what I did, or? <laughs> Look, man, I don't have time for hate. I'm not Twitter. I don't hate things just because someone told me to, even though I don't even watch the product anymore, allegedly, and I just decide to talk shit about it anyways. I'm not one of those people. Um, well, you, yeah, I'm not Jim Cornette. I'm not Vince Russo. Well, I love you, buddy. How you been, though? I'm good. I am good. Uh, the greatest byproduct of finally beginning the full process of fixing my vision is I get to, A, watch a lot more wrestling. I get to watch a lot of TV and movies that I didn't see because... What's the point of seeing something if, you know, you can't see it? Um, and also catching up on my gaming backlog, which is taking the majority of my time, especially because we are reaching, we are, I'm not going to say we're reaching, Matt will understand this, Graham, you may be confused at the words I say. We are in a new golden era of turn-based RPGs, and I am so happy because that's what I grew up on. I, I remember, I was Five or six years old, the first time Can I played I use Final my Fantasy. Shut the fuck up call nope, you may not. Intro? I don't think we ever discussed that. No. Um, yeah, I was five or six years old, and when uh, when I discovered Final Fantasy, and it's been nonstop ever since. So I am very, very happy at the current state of gaming, even though there's a lot of messed up stuff going on, much like there's a lot of messed up stuff going on in the world of professional wrestling. There is. We, we've been trying to stay away from most of my stuff and tried to bring a bit, look at the other stuff obviously the last few weeks. Uh, Graham has decided to leave the room, so we're gonna, we'll keep talking. And despite the fact there were several RPGs that he probably played on both the Spectrum and the Commodore back in the day. So he really shouldn't be judging here, should he, Ryan? Probably not. Probably not. One of my favorites ever was on the ZX Spectrum. It was the Wall of the Fire Top Mountain. You ever heard of that one, Graham? No. The great book. The great book. Ian Livingston wrote that. How have you never heard of Ian Livingston? You're you're maybe an educated man. You have a degree, don't you? 
Yes, I do. You've already met him. Not in reading, though. And that's why Not he makes. Reading, that's why, why he makes. Uh, that's why he makes seven figures uh, <laughs> in his public school. He doesn't read. He's read too. Yes, I get to. Yeah, he, 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 he has include a... the point zero zero at the end. Then you are right, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have all of your aides and your, you know, your your servants and whatnot who who I'm sure uh, read uh, your, your books to you. Um, no, I get it. I get it. Mason's being measured for his, for his butler's outfit to, to take over the role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now picturing it. <laughs> I got to check, but um, we received an email today that says anybody who has 12 to 18 years of experience um, is going to receive a 9% pay raise. Now, Ooh. I have more than that years. But within the state of Virginia, I am right in my 18th year. This, so I got to read the small print later. But nine percent—that's in this day and age—that's unheard of. That's huge. It's, but when, I mean, is. your your like, upper huge. your your top end is usually three. Exactly. Like that's if you did really really well. I will say though. Um, so I've been at my current position for just uh, we're we're coming on a year and a half. Um, I started in September of 2022, and uh, the beginning of the year, last year, my boss was very apologetic. He's like, hey, look, since you just started at the end of the year, you know, you're not going to be getting, you know, a, a, a big raise, but we're still giving you a raise. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. You know, like, you know, and, and that's a that's a thing that people also don't understand. Uh, and I'm not defending it because I think the raises in this country are pitiful most of the time. But each, you know, each raise, you make more money. And then the next year's raise is bigger because you made more money basing it on percentage, you know, like that. I do like that, but it requires you make a decent amount of money for that small percentage to mean anything. Um, I, I'm lucky that I make okay livable. I make what would be considered a livable wage. Um, but I know a lot of people aren't, you know, who definitely doesn't make enough money, professional wrestlers. Mm. And I'm talking Indies. I mean, you yeah. know, you oh. get up. Yeah, 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 WWE, you're making plenty of money. We've mentioned mm-hmm. in the past about how how their medical bills are set for stuff. Sometimes to ask for people to donate via various um, donation pages. <laughs> I have a genuine question for you both, seeing as you both live in America rather than here in the UK. Um, hypothetically, would you forego a raise at your job if it meant you didn't have to pay for medical care at all? I, I would. Personally, because my uh, my medical fees are subsidized by my worker, right? so I, so for me, I'm probably I, I don't know the exact number, but I think I'm paying about it's about seven hundred a year. So that would be less than any raise that I would get. And Mel is also paying seven hundred as well, but it's if if I had to pay everything all out of my own pocket, mm. I think it's the figure is closer to about fifteen to twenty thousand. I think, which is insane. But that's for a family of four. But yeah, even it, still, it's still ridiculous. Yeah, it very much depends um, on you know the, uh, the 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 issue with that is 
your rays shouldn't be able shouldn't be there just to cover potential medical costs your rays should only be there to be covering the cost of living the medical crisis in this country is a completely different beast that need that has a completely different solution that no one seems to want to notice well when i become king of earth i'm gonna make sure that i outlaw all of these insurance companies and free medical care for all Done. You do realize, of course, Matt, as well, that even though I have insurance, I still have to pay every time I go to the doctor. Like that doesn't get that doesn't guarantee me free medical or anything. I know. Every time I I go to my doctor, I still got to pay a copay. I still got to pay twenty dollars for my GP equivalent, forty dollars if I go to like an urgent care, two hundred dollars if I go to the ER, and any bills it's going to be. I'm going to be paying the first whatever hundred dollars of it. So I've got a ridiculous. You know how I did my back, my elbow last year? Yeah, not quite sure how, but my shoulder's been hurting all day today. Not quite sure how. All I know is, is I'm going to have a word with my husband when he gets home from work. Because it was fine when I went to bed, and it was, was not when I woke up this morning. <laughs> so, Moving on. Yeah. I was going to say it was carrying the podcast on your back for so long. I thought that was oh, the... I've been carrying you for the last five years. Should we get some, 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 some good stuff or not? Let's do it. Good! Bad! I have no idea what order we're on, but I know Ryan didn't go first last week for sure. So, Ryan, you're up first. What's your main good comment? What if I don't want to go first because I didn't go first last time? How about this? Graham, you go first. <laughs> All right, absolutely. I am quite happy to go first. So, I'm glad we didn't really do too much in the introduction about how was my week or anything like that. Um, but anyway, I was sick. For, I was sick for most of the week, but I am kind of recovered. But if I sound a little nasally, I, I got feel like I got really bad cold right now. So, uh, it does make me sound more English though, which I'm always happy about. So it's uh, <laughs> it's trades, it's trades. But I was excited going up to the last show, talking about going to Maryland, going to see EWA Maryland. Going to see Rage in a Cage, and that was that. I want to be that my focus. As I don't have the MGB Wrestling podcast to talk about what I did and what I saw this week in wrestling, um, I have to use this forum then. So, um, fantastic show. Um, love that. Uh, love the new location that they have, the Bel Air Armory. Um, it's kind of super compact, uh, but it feels like when you're in there, like the atmosphere is so much better. Like you're not doing all that empty spaces or anything. The building itself looks like a castle as you walk into it, which is always kind of cool as well. I think this is only the third time we've been to this one, so it's still kind of a novelty to us. Um, and the show, absolutely fantastic. Like I knew most of the events were going to be on. The fact that it was in a cage, the fact that we were front row, the fact that Jackson wanted to see that more than anything was always going to make it a good event. Um, but it didn't disappoint. Um, I knew Jesse O'Ryan was going to be absolutely crazy. Sure enough, people were taking moves from the top rope into cages. and Just everything you can imagine was there. Um, some characters who really grew on me, who perhaps didn't make such a big impression on me before. Uh, old Man Young Boy, I've seen a few times at Flying V. Um, somebody who's like, Matt's trying to work it out right now. I always think of Fat Boy Slim whenever I hear that person's name. Um, it was somebody who I'd seen before. I always thought he, he was fine, but oh my god, he was next level on this one. The move, like he dominated his match. Like, um, he, it, yeah, somebody who I haven't seen in about a year, but the difference within a year to me was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and let me give you a name that you're more familiar with than Matt. Um, Elo Neal. Eel O'Neill has really bulked up. That was a real surprise to me. Like, I hadn't seen um, Eel again probably in probably about nearly a year as well. Um, great to see him. Dominant performance from him. And um, really, just the whole show. 
But the main reason it's the good cop moment is they were putting extra chairs in as we came out. And I heard somebody say, like, we need extra chairs. I knew they'd sold front row out. They started putting out second row, third row, and they just couldn't get the chairs out quick enough for the number of people that were coming in. Most people, I guess, I always buy in advance. I think most people, it's like, well, let's see what's happening on the day, and then we'll just turn up. And it got to when the start of the show, when I looked around, I was like, oh my gosh, this place is as packed. Um, Jackson needed to go to the bathroom at one point. I was like, I don't even know how you're going to get to the bathroom. There's like so many people in here. And I'm like, I wonder what the limit is for how many people are in here. Anyway, great atmosphere with having that many people in. But as we were leaving the show, and I'm looking on Twitter later, I saw EWA Maryland post. They had a sign on their door saying, closed, come back next time. We are officially sold out. So absolutely wonderful for an organization like that, who I've supported for a few years. And I think put on great shows, great value for money. The people of Bel Air really came out to support them. Um, and it made a big difference. Not only that, I saw that Maryland Championship Wrestling, who were wrestling only 20, 25 miles away, also sold out on the same. Actually, they might have been in Hollywood, Maryland. I don't think they were in their normal location. But two Maryland independent wrestling locations, both sold out on the same day. You know I'm all about the indies. I'm glad that those shows are getting success, just so they can keep putting on shows and just build and build and build. Great to see full capacity crowds. Matt, I'm sure you know from CXW because you've kind of seen it grow as well. The more people you have watching those shows, the better the atmosphere. And that's got to be good for the wrestlers as well. So great those wrestlers were getting the crowd fully involved uh, and putting on a banging show. Um, was it in the drill hall, Graham? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just there's just one main location in that area. That's so the drill I'm hall, man. Sure. I'm looking at the pictures of it of that of the venue now. They're available on YouTube, on YouTube and everywhere else. Yeah, uh, they always put their shows up. Like after, they'll release normally a match at a time, but you can always if you miss a show, you can always. No, catch I'm looking up at the venue itself, Graham. The venue is amazing. Oh, okay. Beautiful castle. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, first time I saw that, I was I'd like, be happy going back there for, I'd, if I, I'd take Jackson back there for, for, for like a historical look around it. It's like a great day out. Oh, it's cool. Like We walked around the outside and uh, took pictures last time because it was more in the light. Um, it was kind of dark when we got there just because we're in, obviously, uh, February, early February. Right, everything yeah. missing in the castle? No, I uh, can't say I have. You, you, you clicked off your, tickle off your list, mate. Wrestling in a castle. It's a cool experience for sure. It's a great venue. The thing I really liked was I heard somebody behind me. Um, and they, no, they also asked at one point, How many people do we have here for the first time? And there was quite a lot of people who put their hand up. So they're getting new people in, which is what you need for a business like that. You don't just want the same people over and over again. You got to keep getting new people in. And I heard one person behind me, I'm not sure if it was the mayor, it was somebody who was kind of involved with the city and they said yeah we came because we want to support the wrestling we want them to keep coming back and putting on this type of entertainment for the city like great isn't that awesome when people want to work with each other build the business provide entertainment like great awesome yeah just just loved everything about it it was great fantastic Mm -hmm. ryan do i go next or do you want me to go next sure i will go because i'm i'm gonna start the the dialogue on you know one of the hottest topics in wrestling right now and and i'd like to get your guys's feelings on what's going on um so my good cop moment it is not the fact that we are getting cody and roman at wrestlemania it is the fact that 
WWE is notoriously a company that refuses to pivot. And I think that was more of a Vince McMahon thing where they were like, nope, this is what we're doing. So you're the the fans will like what we tell them to like kind of thing. We saw it with Cena. We saw it with Roman, you know, like they force things down your throat. And I think we all had the same fear of, well, okay, well, they're going to force rock Roman down our throat. That's our only option. But it's not the fact that they pivoted and changed the match at WrestleMania. What my good cop moment is, is that they made a surprisingly coherent story out of it. So let's, let's look at the last time something like this happened. Daniel Bryan. Everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Rumble. Batista won. The crowd immediately turned on Batista. The the whole the fan base turned on Batista. And we should have been excited. Oh shit, Batista's back. I like Batista. I've always liked Batista. Um but they pivoted in a way that is very just traditional wrestling. Oh, okay. Well, if Daniel Bryan wins this match, he's inserted into the main event. Like, okay. It's pretty basic. It's pretty vanilla. What they did last night, that made me invested again. Not only did it make me invested in the build towards WrestleMania, not only did it make me invested in the storyline going into WrestleMania, it made me, for the first time, probably in over a year, actually care about the Bloodline storyline again. And I think that's pretty spectacular because not only do we have the feud between Roman and Cody, we've now got a reason why that was going to be the main event. The reason why Roman wanted to face the rock, the reason why the rock wanted to face Roman an ego trip. Okay. Now that makes sense. Rock and Roman said, we're important. So we should be the main event. It was not a feud. It was a, family decision already i'm like this is interesting this is actually interesting the fact that you are able to turn the rock heel in 2024 that's spectacular that that's so hard to do when you have a name like that it's so hard to do and the fact that now we're involving the company side of things there's this little mini side feud between Triple H and The Rock happening. I, so a couple of weeks ago, we got that WWE 2024 preview special. And it was nothing more than a kickoff show where they just, it's people behind a desk saying like, yes, this year is going to be great for WWE, you know? And it was like, yeah, all right, whatever. This is a waste of my time. And I kind of expected the same thing last night. Like I expected a little bit more because a, there were fans in attendance and B it was, Oh shit. People are pissed off about what we did. So we have to change something. The last 20 minutes of that kickoff special for WrestleMania were brilliant i mean i'm not just just brilliant like this is what i miss about wrestling unexpected moments and we all kind of knew 
the end goal was Roman and Cody. Like we all saw that, like, but how they got from A to B is what really invested me in that storyline. And it really invested me in the main event of WrestleMania. However we get there, whatever bumps in the road, quote unquote, we see along the way. The fact that other than the the panel speaking. No, actually, no, the panel had already done their their thing at this point. The, 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 the last thing we're seeing are Triple H trying to explain like, hey, you know, things happen, blah, 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 to The Rock coming over going, yeah, he talks shit about my family again. And then and then Triple H playing that corporate Triple H playing the character of Paul Levesque, which we don't see very often saying that's out of line and you know it. And then the last thing Rock says, I think some people who are who are in attendance uh, have confirmed that the last thing that Rock said, which was censored on the feed, was, you know, he talks shit again. I'm going to knock his fucking teeth out. Like, what is happening? Like, this is all of a sudden a very compelling storyline and Graham you've been very open about it Matt you have too I've been open about it the bloodline has been stale for a long long time they just killed two birds one stone they fixed the Wrestlemania main event to make the fans happy and they also brought some much needed life into the bloodline storyline that it's needed for a while because we all know rock and Roman should happen two years ago like that's when that match should have happened when it was fresh when it was hot i'm excited about wrestlemania and the side note of all that and this is i i think graham now i understand what you were talking about because i saw that triple h had tweeted that the main event had changed for wrestlemania i thought you were talking about his big speech at the beginning of the press conference which was wrestlemania is a new era a new WWE and you all you haven't seen nothing yet that part excites me too because this could be the rebrand that WWE desperately needs right now just a refresh they do it every couple of years you know they even since the PG era started we've seen the PG era we've seen the reality era you know whatever this era is now considered we've seen variations of it I'm hoping that this is and I'm using the terms not because this is the content that I'm expecting, more just because of how important they were. I think I'm hoping that Triple H means this WrestleMania is the next Attitude Era. This is the next Ruthless Aggression. This is that next big change that we're about to see to the format of WWE. Um, and you know what? I'll give some credit to The Rock, too. The fact that The Rock didn't pull the power card and just say, you know what? This is what I want. Let's do it. And he said, you know what? This is a good idea. Let's pivot in this direction. I'm over the moon. I'm very happy with the the presentation presentation last night. Also, fuck you. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. What did I miss? Um DMs. I I've got um I've got a lot of um thoughts on this however most of them are for a later section oh okay however ryan has said pretty much everything i wanted to say in good cop about this 
we said last week when Ryan wasn't here, unfortunately, uh, we don't want another triple threat match mm. at WrestleMania in the main event. Happened every five years, it feels like. They can be good if they're used sparingly. Um, don't really think that Roman Cody Rock would have worked at a triple threat. Um, there are some people online saying that they're setting it up to be a tag match on night one. I personally don't think that's going to work on that side. I mean, mainly because Seth apparently has been confirmed will be facing the, the winner of the chamber that was announced today. Uh, so that's fine. No, that's fine. Don't want to see a tag match anyway. Don't want that's just that's a waste of your big, big stars, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I have nothing further to add. Ryan from said everything on that side of things. Very happy that they finally got to what we wanted. Okay, so if you're happy with all that, I, I got a few questions going along the way, but so I this is why I wanted Ryan to go first. This was a big topic this week, not EW at Merrill. Hey. Um, some people said that the tag team match would be the way to bring Rock back in because it's been a long time since he's wrestled, etc. So you put him with other people. So, all right, you pull in the face. So, you don't think you think Rock would have been fine? okay? Jeez, well, your facial expressions were like you were pissed and your hands were gesturing as well that you didn't want to talk about that. Okay, all right, all right. So, where does Rock exactly fit into this now? If it is, if it is Cody versus Roman, what's Rock's role in all of this? Like I'm first of all, I'm agreeing with everything you said. I love the setup to all this. I love uh, the the interaction between the Rock and Triple H. Phenomenal. Love all that stuff. Um, we've got the match that probably we were kind of most people were hoping for. I think like all that and the surprises, the unexpected twists and turns. Loving all that. I'm more invested in WrestleMania than I've ever been. Shoot, we're only it's only grow to WrestleMania. Only started two weeks ago. We're still several weeks out, and I'm loving this build up to it. Where does the Rock fit into this though? Now is he just the corner boy? What, what, what's so, his, I don't understand what his role is now. My so and and I and I know I see the tag stuff and and all that and I again I don't really think that works, um, but I see an opportunity to do to go back something similar to what they did with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Now that wouldn't be Cody facing The Rock at WrestleMania, but maybe at Elimination Chamber. That's a big money match, especially if Seth is still going to be out with injury. Roman doesn't work. So, you yeah. know, Roman's not Roman's been confirmed. He's not at the chamber. Yeah. So you have the oh, rock God. versus Cody at yeah. elimination chamber that as works. kind of the quote unquote roadblock on the way to WrestleMania, not in a sense of, well, you have to beat me to get to Roman. Or maybe it is, who knows, but more of a, I'm going to put you in your place so you're not at 100% when you get to Roman. Now, here's where I see that going. Cody wins, lose, draws, nothing happens, whatever, at, at Elimination Chamber. That part's irrelevant. But what I can see is them building to something bigger and better at WrestleMania, what is the one thing, Graham, you were, I know that you feel the same way. What is the most annoying thing about the Bloodline storyline other than Roman never wrestling? I know where you're going with this, so go on, go on Graham. 
Somebody's going to interfere. Like, as soon as I heard Rock was going to interfere, I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's so, the same damn story, but it's just a different member of the bloodline. I'm like, so not Rock, Rock continues on the trend of there's always someone in the bloodline who's trying to stop the person. Now, in this case, he's facing Cody to stop Cody, to injure Cody, to do whatever. This leads to Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Championship. Nope. I don't know if you noticed the, the graphic. The graphic does not call him the Universal Champion or the Undisputed Champion. It calls him the WWE Champion. Hopefully we're getting away from that shitty title name. Um, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the WWE Championship inside Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. How do you stop interference? You put a giant cage around the ring. And that's that's the point of cage matches for pretty much the entirety of their existence is to stop other people from interfering. And it blows my mind from a kayfabe standpoint, from a storyline standpoint, why has no one said, hold on, I'm about to face Roman and those bloodline assholes keep interfering. I want it to be inside a cage. <laughs> So I, I think we're building uh, not between. I'm trying to look it up on Cage Match now. I was. I don't sure think that Roman. That. I think had a couple of I've held a cell matches. But... Yeah, but I don't think in this run he has. Um, actually, if he has done maybe one done. early on. He had one against Kofi Kingston and one against Xavier Woods. Um, but let's face it. No offense to Kofi and Xavier. It was Roman. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that this is a great opportunity. A, he's pretty much proven it since he's been in charge. Because um, we had a Hell in a Cell last year at WrestleMania. Triple H likes big extravagant matches at his big pay-per-views. Mm. Um, and I know that it's because Triple H is from a different era. Um, Vince used to love gimmick matches to the point where there were too many of them. But I feel like we've reached a point where they do gimmick matches so few and far between. I mean, you know, you get your no DQs, your no holds barred, your falls count anywhere, last man standings. But when it comes to like gimmick, gimmick matches, ladder matches, cage matches, hell in a cell, um, I think Triple H is much more apt to bring those things back regularly um, like honestly, when was the last time we saw a ladder match that wasn't money in the bank? Right? It's been a while. Um yeah. off, the, off the top of my head, it would be LA Knight versus um Ray we... Wyatt. No. no. No, that was a pitch black Mountain uh, Dew match. LA Knight versus Cameron Grant for the million dollar championship on NXT. Yeah, they, they don't do ladder matches very often. When was the last time you saw a fucking tables match? Like, they don't do this stuff very often anymore. Um, TLC Pavey is gone, so I don't need to do them anymore. And, and, I, and I think that this is a brilliant opportunity. Uh, that's actually the other thing with, with how hot the tag division is. I think it's back to bring back the traditional TLC match in a, as a triple threat tag team match for the titles. I, I, I would love WrestleMania to be... Um, Judgment Day versus New Day versus, I don't know, the Creeds or whatever in a TLC match for the tag titles. That'd be great. And 
it's maybe it's just because I am seeing the genesis of that right now. <laughs> Spoiler alert, watching old wrestling. I'm at the point where the Dudleys just debuted and the new brood and edge and Christian are doing their feud leading up to their ladder match, the Terry Runnels invitational ladder match. And it was like, it's funny to watch that now and to, to Vince to WWF. It's just like, yeah, it's just a, it's just a thing. It's, you know, we're, we're doing this thing. They are about to revolutionize professional wrestling like literally change the game and they're all in their early to mid twenties and they're about to change everything. And I think that triple H has an opportunity right now to do that again and to really revolutionize professional wrestling again, at least from the quote unquote sports entertainment side of things. I want to ask one question, though. So you're saying that the matches were changed based on the public's reaction to them. So you don't think that this was Triple H's original plan? I... I am not sure what the original plan was. Now, I have heard, I think it was an interview with Stephanie a number of years ago, where she said that WrestleMania plans are pretty much put in place in, like, October... Like, that's when they really kind of, like, nail it down. And the fact that Cody won the Rumble and immediately pointed at Roman, I do think that this was a last-minute change and that The Rock was not factored in because, from what I've heard, they've asked The Rock to come back to do a match with Roman a bunch of times, and it just has never worked out just because of timing. And I think that the rock said, Hey, I I'm with the company again and I'm available. So I think now's the great time. And they said, Oh, awesome. Yeah. We've been trying to do this for years. I think it's, I think it's the same thing that happened with Batista. They like slam dunk. We're bringing back a legend. We got this. They just weren't expecting as negative feedback as they got because i really liked seth's promo about how this is do you want the hulk hogan title or do you want the the terry funk title do you want the ultimate warrior title do you want the dusty Rhodes title like that was one of the best promos seth rollins has ever cut period But with Roman being a dominant champion for so long, I use the word dominant very loosely. We we want to see Cody slay the dragon. That's what we want. We don't want Cody to have a belt just to have a belt. We want to see more than anything. We want to see Roman go away for a while. Because maybe if Roman comes back in a year, we might be more receptive to Roman again. But it's too stale for too long roman needs to go away the weird thing is is that the crowd is really receptive to roman nowadays they cheer the whole annoyed me thing they they really pop for that stuff he doesn't need a belt for that that's the thing is roman has reached a level where he can just be there 
and he can have marquee matches, he doesn't need a championship anymore. And I will give Roman credit. He pulled himself out of the weeds because people did not like him for so long. And give him a lot of credit. And I give WWE a lot of credit for packaging him in a way where people finally got invested. You just didn't pull the trigger when you were supposed to, to stop it or to keep it fresh. All right. One last question from me, Matt, I'm directing this to you first, because you have a super good memory for this thing. So I try to remember last time rock appeared in the, the ring. I seem to remember it was Austin theory. Didn't wasn't part of the story that he wanted Roman, but now he's suddenly on Roman's side. Like it seems to be like a very quick flip for me, and it's not really been explained why he flipped. Just because Cody made one remark, he's but he's already on Rock's side during that introduction. So it something I'm, I'm missing a piece somewhere, but I can't figure out what it is. Right. First of all, Austin Theory. Is it, did I not say Austin Theory? You said Austin Theory. You mean you mean Jinder Mahal? No, I didn't. Oh, I forgot about the Jinder Mahal one. Oh, I remember the Austin Theory one. Austin, when was Austin Theory in the ring with Verón? That, that was his he first. Said, he's like, you're gonna go first time ass, he came back. Oh, asshole! Like I stripped. Yeah, that oh, was that, Rock's that, first return a couple. Like, I'd forgotten about Jinder Mahal a few months back. Okay. So, like, I'd forgotten about it. Yeah, because more stuff has happened since then, unfortunately. Um, so I apologize. I apologize. Um, what's the question exactly? <laughs> I don't, don't worry, I, I can answer it. Back, the point was that he wanted to, he wanted Roman. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he well, wanted to side with Roman. Well, here's the my, here's, it, it, to be fair, he says he wants to be the head of a table. He wants to find out who the better cousin is. That's what he wants to do. And Cody's now in his way of doing that. However, um, part of me is looking at. And I've, I've seen a lot of different things, people with different theories and all these sorts of things. And some of them have made me smile. Some of them have made me go, hmm. One of them is that, and I've seen some of the pictures, I'm not sure how accurate they are, but allegedly the Rumble win was inaudible. Allegedly, Punk was supposed to win it. I knew it. Because you can see, if the pictures of what I saw are right, he's, he waved Jessica Carr, referee over, to say he's hurt. Yeah. Um, which is, which, if, if that's right, then, you know, great work by everybody to get it, get it work, sort of thing. Now, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there. By all means. There is, no way in hell. I don't care who you are. You're calling an audible for the Royal Rumble. There is no way. Because even if Punk was like, I think I'm hurt, they would have had him win and they would have dealt with it. They would have figured it out. They would have had him come out there and say, look, I'm injured. I can't compete. And then they could have done whatever, a tournament or something to fix it. There is no way. If you Have you watched the maven video on how the rumble works yes i I haven't but because i don't like him so he really breaks down how the rumble works um in general and obviously he was a low to mid carter so obviously his pull was not the same but 
from what he made very much made it clear that if you're not doing what they want you to do in the rumble, you are probably not going to work there anymore. And I don't care who you are. You're not calling an audible to change the main event of WrestleMania. Well, I'm more than, I mean, I say I, I was looking at it with like two. I like, I, I see what you're saying, but I also not quite sure I buy it. So Unless it, unless it was something that was being messed, unless he was sending a message to Shishka Car via the headset and everything, I'm not quite sure. We, we, we probably will never know the truth of that, if that actually was true or not. The answer, Graham, is to your question, which I've, I have given, is I believe that Rock v. Reigns is going to happen at WrestleMania next year or SummerSlam this year. Because my belief is that Rock does come out to try and to, to screw Cody and inadvertently screws Roman. Or, per- hey, or, hey, Roman. or purposefully screws Roman, perhaps. Totally my fake. my Ooh. dream booking, which I don't think would happen, um is because I don't think his contract is up until September, I believe is is the last I heard. Initially, it was supposed to be January, but I think it changed. Yeah. Uh, was to have Cody do, your family always gets involved, your family always gets involved, just to have fucking Dustin Runnels do a run-in at Mania and hit, and hit Roman. Because uh, I think that would be the most poetic ending to that match would be to have Cody's family interfere. Um, and I would love it. Um, cause the only other option is what Brandy or Pharaoh. I don't I think say, you don't you want to see Brandy. <laughs> um, but to actually answer your question, Graham, I feel like they did that last night. I feel like they made it exact. Rock didn't want to face Roman because he wants to be the champion. He wanted to face Roman because this is family business. And this is the biggest thing that any of you will ever see. That's why Rock wanted Roman. It's an ego trip. And I like, as soon as he made it out to be an ego trip, turned heel. And it was perfect. I thought that was one of the best heel turns I've ever seen. Say better than your big shows were. Um, Could could I do... Happy birthday, big show. 53, I think I saw this week. Well, well, it's Matt's turn. Thank you, Ryan. Um, thank you to T up there. Lovely, lovely pipes on you, sir. Lovely pipes. Um, I want to talk about one of one of the best unsung heroes at the moment. Everyone's talking about Cody and Rock and Roman, and perhaps rightly in places. Um, I want to talk about one of the one of the best people on the WWE product at the moment. A young lad from the north of the border here in the UK who has literally been a walking meme machine. I'm talking about Drew McIntyre. Have you that that t-shirt he showed on Raw this week of of CM Punk WrestleMania Dream being dead and the whole next to the grave? Oh my god. Please, WWE Shop, make that a thing. Please. They will sell like hotcakes. I liked Drew as a face. I did. 
But Drew of the Heel, he's an absolute cunt, and I love him. Thank he God is... your nephews don't still listen anymore. Uh, this is one of their birthday tomorrow as well, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve, bless him. He's a wrestling man. He's... Yeah. Oh, oh, there is him. Apparently there is him. I've been shown a, a picture <laughs> by by um, by Pika Squirt. Um, <laughs> they are a thing. <laughs> they, they they announced it on Raw. I'm pretty sure. I I didn't mm-hmm. I did I only got the highlights of 4G, so I didn't see them. Or, or no, I'm sorry. Maybe it was on. Maybe it was on. NXT. I don't know. I, I saw a commercial for it. Like, I don't know. It was it was one of those for tonight only. Twenty percent off all orders we that they get, do literally every fucking day. Yeah, we don't um, get those in the UK feed, unfortunately. Um and yeah, and I was like, oh, I mean, it, it made me laugh because I was like, damn, it, they're turning into AEW. Like everything that anyone says, they're like, t-shirt, let's go. But I mean, WWE's always been a merchandising mega behemoth. Mm-hmm. But this one is brilliant because it's 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 simple, it's effective, and you know that Drew versus Punk will will be a great rivalry as well. They they start to see it before the Rumble. Punk getting injured has actually only made it better. I mean, we found out it is legit injury. Obviously, he actually had surgery this past week as well. I was hoping it was a shoot injury. I was hoping beyond that. I hope we all were. I guess. Because no one wants to see someone get injured in Mania season. Well, well, I guess I have to wait until SummerSlam for this one. Not a bad place to have it. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got for my short and sweet. Good cop moment this week. All right. Well, I got a short and sweet speed check. Um, I want to go back to EWA Maryland and at halftime in the intermission, Jackson wanted some food, of course. So they were selling pizzas. So we got a couple of slices couple of sodas and i didn't even flinch when they announced it was 14 dollars. i was very proud of myself and normally it's like what the like i didn't even ask what the price was i just paid it i was very proud that i did that didn't think anything of it at all and the other good cop moment related to that was after i got my change i went straight across to the 50 50 raffle uh, unfortunately someone in the local community uh, they'd had a fire in their house and I guess they'd lost everything uh, not sure insurance anyway whatever they need they needed the money right now and uh, I think the total money raised was about it was about four hundred fifty dollars uh, so we got we we contributed to that so did a lot of people who were there so yeah four hundred fifty dollars the winner of the 50 50 um Raffle refused the money and donated it to the family as well. So, like I said, I just love that whole community aspect up there in Bel Air. Everyone kind of trying to do what's best for everybody. Everyone trying to help each other out. And it was just really nice to see. Ryan, um, I'm gonna start with uh, as much as I don't necessarily agree with why it's happening. Um, I thought the visual ending of uh dynamite this week with uh darby bleeding buckets and the young bucks beating the crap out of him while wearing complete white suits that were now completely covered in blood it was just a good visual like it it was just absolutely brilliant um nxt vengeance day in general was a phenomenal phenomenal show uh highlight of the night for me was Dijak's insane springboard table bump where Gacy just kind of launched him 
and he almost missed it pretty much took it with his shoulder and elbow but he made it look so g darn good um it sounds weird but i really like how punk's damage control to kind of bring him in the better graces of the fans has really been working. Uh, he does seem like he's having fun, um, but it, it wasn't really a full good cop moment. But the uh, the most important thing, I got to see Big E on my TV screen last night, and that made me happy. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of something that's out there to say as a speed check moment. And the problem is that usually most of my speed check moments I think of, actually, I don't think of until about half an hour ago we've gone off air. I thought I should have mentioned that. <laughs> I should have mentioned that. Problem is, is that I've got more bad than good this week. Um, oh. I was pleased to be proven right, though, after you're off the air, that the baby was clearly going to pick Eos Guy, and she did. Um, I'm pleased about that. Um, you know, I'm pleased to see Tiffany Stratton on, on SmackDown. Pleased about that. Um, also, pleasantly pleased with how good Corey Graves turned out to be as lead commentator on, on SmackDown, because we were a bit concerned about it last week. Um, also, very, very happy about um, the fu- the final the final twist from Carmelo finally betraying Trick. But then he came back to the ring to finish the promo and um, loved it. Absolutely loved it. And oh, maybe oh, the best part of the week, Booker T wasn't on fucking commentary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I'm actually, I'm actually going to give up my time on rebuttal to um, actually for for Ryan. So um, as he mentioned, Dijak apparently his contract's up fairly soon. Um, anything you can add to that? I don't know. I don't follow a lot of contract stuff. Mm. So basically, I, I would, that I would think. Then, do you think that's something? It sounds like WWE is going to renew or would like to renew. I think that they're I think that they're making sure he wants to resign before resigning him by giving him a lot of fairly high profile spots um and finally ushering him into the main event where he so rightfully deserves to be because I think he's a main event star in NXT and I definitely think he's a main event star in the main roster. Okay, fair enough. Um any rebuttal at all, Ryan? No. Matt? I have no rebuttal. Happy with everything that's been said so far. However, we're about to hit the best part of the game, Graham. Back up! Good! Bad! Before we get to bad pop, though, Ryan's been asking for decorum for weeks on the show. As soon as we put the rebuttal in, suddenly we've got far more civilized. It used to be we were arguing continually, and now it's like, Give them ninety seconds to kind of calm down, and it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty good. I think it was a great idea. Um, bad cop. All right. Um, yeah, 
it feels like I'm taking a swipe at you guys, but I'm not really. I'm taking a swipe at more other people. Um, I made an appearance on Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops this week, and once again, they brought up the fact that, hey, look at AEW. Uh, they've only sold 1,500 tickets at this arena. I'm like, yeah, but it's only like a 2,500 seat arena or whatever. And um, yeah, they, they, we've talked about the fact that they're taking small arenas, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the reason it's the bad cop moment is the report came out today that their next, I don't know if it's their next show. I don't even know what it's called. It's up in Ryan's neck of the woods. It's at the garden. Um, they already sold out for pre-sale. The pay-per-view events are actually selling out really well. The small ones that everyone wants to keep focusing on is, oh, look, $1,500 seat arena, blah, 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 blah. The big shows are the ones that seem to be doing well. Um, didn't I already hear that they're trying to sell tickets for All In at 2025? Or they're getting close to doing? Like, I don't know. It seems to me like they're doing a pretty good job on the big events, which is what matters in the big cities. And is it really such a surprise that when you go to small town America that you're not going to sell as many seats? I don't know. People seem to want to use it as a cheap shot at um, AEW. And I, I don't, I just don't think it's that. I I, I really, don't. it's a short bad cop moment because uh, I have the opposite of you, Matt. I actually thought it was a lot more good this week than bad. But that's it. Okay. Right. I was so close to bringing my SCF card out there. <laughs> I was so close. Um, I believe that one that's happening up um, in Ryan's Neck of the Woods is just a dynamo with a fancy name, Graham, not a pay-per-view. It's something called business, I seem to yeah, remember. As yeah, part. yeah. Like, I didn't recognise it as it, a pay-per-view. It's, just, it's just, a dynamite, just a dynamite. But it's a bigger city, though. That, that's the point. You can't compare Boston to Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, is... I, I agree with you, but th I mean, that's how it is. Now, obviously, you cannot compare Dynamite to Raw or SmackDown. It's a juggernaut. And, and I think that's the thing that people are trying to use as their aha, gotcha moment. WWE sells out pretty regularly their TV shows. Doesn't really matter what town they're in. They Does that matter, well, though? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. This okay. is my time now. I'm 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 responding to you. The one in Boston is selling out because they announced that they're going to announce that no one important's going to be in Boston. They're just implying that Sasha Banks is going to be there. That's why it's selling out. You say, hey, Sasha Banks is returning to wrestling and it's going to be in Boston. You're going to sell out. It's it's going to happen. I, I agree with you that if you run small towns, you're going to pull smaller audiences because most people aren't going to travel X amount of hours to go to a wrestling show. WWE has the ability to run the bigger towns in those areas. So instead of, you know, running um, Worcester, Massachusetts, they can run Boston and they can do it regularly because they're going, they know they're going to sell out. I guess that's a bad example. Worcester is the uh, second largest city in New England, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, I, I, I agree agree with you i think the argument is stupid the the only time i buy into that argument in general is when AEW tries to sell 
out a 14,000 seat arena with 2,500 tickets, that's when it gets embarrassing. But them knowing what they're doing and saying, hey, we should go with the midsize arenas, the college arenas, stuff like that, where we can get a really good crowd. I think it's smart. I think it's really, really smart. AEW can run Boston. They can run Worcester. Um, You know, I just think that only diehards are going to go because AEW is an unknown quantity to most people. It's a niche wrestling organization. It is the wrestling professional wrestling fans, wrestling organization. WWE is a, well, I guess we're going because the kids really like WWE. You know, it's, it's a completely different beast. It's a completely different monster. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that's what I've noticed. I'm still wondering why Matt wanted to use his shut the fuck up card. Because you got it wrong. It wasn't pay-per-view. It was it was a, it was a dynamite. That was oh, good. That was, oh, that was yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I don't know how to tell him this without being without shutting him up. <laughs> so I'll wait. <laughs> but it's yeah, a bigger it, event. Once you go to a big, it was more the point. If it was a the bigger cities, obviously you get in the. But whenever you pick out the small, yes, yeah. Well, somewhere it's just getting somewhere like Boston. You're not just going to get people from Boston. You're going to get people from Lowell. You're going to get people from Worcester. You're going to get people from Maine. You're going to get people from New Hampshire. You're going to get people from Rhode Island and Connecticut. But we also Hohog. Not a real place, but New England is also. Boston, especially, but New England is a wrestling hotspot. It always has. I mean, the WWF ran on the Cape. Like, that was their home base of operations was running on the Cape. Um, You know, it's this is this is a place just like Chicago, you know, just like uh, uh, at this point, like Tampa and Orlando. Like, these are wrestling hotspots. WWE, wasn't it, back in the day? Yeah, you know, and and they're they're gonna sell well in these places. Like, you know, I went to Dynamite in Worcester what two years ago, mm. and it wasn't a sellout. But again, this is the secondary market in New England. The primary market is Boston. Um, you know, and it was it was a completely acceptable Dynamite. wasn't anything spectacular. Um, but as a wrestling fan and as someone with a, I'm not a city guy in general, like I'm just not a city guy, especially big cities like Boston, Chicago, New York city, stuff like that. It's just not my thing. I will not be going to Boston for AEW. I will watch it at home. Um, where they, were they in Worcester? Absolutely. It's 15 minutes down the road. Like, sure. No problem. Um, but you know, I know I'm kind of out, I'm on the outskirts. I'm just not willing. It's not worth it to me. If it was a pay-per-view, maybe, but I also, I saw Mercedes KV at the Hudson Elks Lodge in front of about 40 people. I don't need to see Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet or whatever at the garden. I've already seen, I saw Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair in Hell in a Cell. Like, I've already I've already seen her. I don't need to go there just to see her show up. <laughs> like, who cares? 
we saw Sasha Banks having her shoulders pinned for Matt at WrestleMania by the Iconics. Oh, the Iconics. Hi, Iconic! I miss them. They were great. Ryan? Main bad cop moment? Um... I don't even know if it's a bad cop moment because we have so little information on it. What happened to Scott Damore? Like, what is what he literally just rebranded the company to Universal Fanfare? He has been putting on pillar shows for years with that company. He's brought them from um, essentially a glorified independent organization back to running fairly decent sized buildings for them and selling a ton of tickets. He's been with the company since 2003. What is, what, what, what is, what is happening? Like it, it's, we, we have seen such a monumental shift in people like high-end people in wrestling organizations going away you know in the past 30 days or whatever we had the we had Vince McMahon resign entirely we have Scott Demore being fired. We have Rossi Ogawa, the founder of Stardom, being fired. Like, I, I, I don't, I, I just, I just don't understand Scott Demore being terminated by Anthem is literally one of the last things I expected to hear over the past seven days or whenever it was. I don't get it from everything I can tell. He is beloved in that company. Like, and, and and they're replacing him with essentially what comes down to Dixie Carter 2.0, someone who's never worked in wrestling, someone who is just a company man. I just don't, I just don't understand it. I, I, I don't, I, I really don't have words for what's going on like it just it feels like three weeks ago or two weeks ago i can't even keep track we were like damn wrestling's in a really great place right now we got this new netflix deal and AEW's doing really well and like tna's back and blah, blah, blah and all of a sudden just boom the whole industry shifted it just out of nowhere and i i just i I don't have. I, I, I'm actually, for once, at a loss for words. I, I have no. I don't fucking know, man. Got my title for the episode sorted at least. Um, I've got a couple things to say. One, <laughs> I was so shocked by this. I actually reached out to friend of the show and friend of personal friend of mine, Mr. Daniel Griffin, uh, who's the TNA biggest TNA fan I know, maybe even bigger than Ryan. Also, um, also like the world's greatest love maker. I mean, this man, whew, he will not, not for me. I just, I've heard talk to all the women. They, they love him. Oh, 
Matt's playing his shut the fuck up card. Yeah, shut up, Ryan. <laughs> I, uh, it's not it's not through the player, but I actually invited him to come on the show this week to talk about it, but unfortunately he's recording no podcast to record on a Friday. Unfortunately. It's not actually he's not recording UGT this week, actually. He's actually he's actually actually with family. That's why he couldn't make it, unfortunately. But he had an invitation at any point to do it because I wanted him to give his thoughts on it. Um I've done a bit of reading. I'm not sure how true this is. Don't give me don't give don't give that fucking look. This is serious. Apparently ten days ago. Scott, as of today, so it'll be 11 as it comes out. Scott Damore approached Anthem to buy the comp to buy TNA from Anthem. Oh, because, um, I believe his name's Len Asper, is the head of Anthem. Is that right, Ryan? I, I, I don't know, I don't okay. really pay attention to corporate structure. Okay, well, I'm gonna asshole. Um, I was about to say, is that A S S E E R? No, it's only one S. But I think after this, he yeah. is two S's. Debatable. He um he fired the more, not because of uh, making the bid to buy the company, but because they disagreed with how the company should be run. Yes, disagree with the guy who had brought the company back from the ashes. Smart. Yeah. They did apparently consider Demore's offer to buy TNA, which was backed by a major banking institution, by all accounts. Um, but it ultimately rejected it. Alleg- apparently, he knew a week to 10 days before he was fired that they would be firing him. Um, so, yeah. They are... Point to at this point, and we are talking at it's 9 p.m. in the UK on the 9th of February, just for context. At this moment, nobody else has been released from a company. However, backstage, a lot of TNA are absolutely furious. So much so, I believe three to three or four names have actually asked for releases. No names have been mentioned, but can you imagine someone like Jordan Grace? They're like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." Jordan Grace was uh, vocal on Twitter. She fully supports Scott Demore. She she said how great a guy he is. She didn't say anything else besides that, but she was fully supportive. Yeah, nobody got a bad word to say against him. Mm-hmm. I, I can only, I can only agree with what Ryan has said here. What the fuck? <laughs> it's. My my thought when it, when the news initially broke um, was twofold. One, my initial thought was maybe someone's upset that he had Jordan appear at the Rumble. Um, but the second thing, because uh, that thought first was just like this is stupid because this is just free publicity essentially for them and jordan got a nice i'm sure jordan got a nice payday for showing up um i'm sure she wasn't getting extra money to do be the do the rumble i bet she got you know a decent little you know pay sheet from that um but the secondary thing is since jordan showed up at the rumble which arguably was the highlight of the royal rumble 
we've all been talking about how great it would be to see a working partnership between WWE and TNA. I doubt that happens now without someone like Scott Demore, who has such a great reputation in the world of professional wrestling, because Scott Demore can talk to someone like Triple H and they speak the same language. Whoever this new guy is has zero experience in the world of professional wrestling. He's going to talk to Triple H like a businessman if he even talks to him at all. And that's one thing, but having someone who understands business and wrestling, it's why Triple H has been so good at what he's been doing these past couple of months, this past year or whatever, because he understands both sides of the coin. Um, it's just shocked. I'm, 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 I'm actually shocked at what happened. And, um, you know, I hope if, if it's in, if it's an unreversible decision, if it's, you know, completely like he is gone, I really, really hope your Paul Levex and your Tony Khans of the world are blowing up his phone because that man that man gets it. And there are so few people in this industry that just get it and who care on such a deep personal level as Scott Demore. Um our, our good friend Dan Griffin actually gave me probably and he actually gave me the best salute position for him now he's not in TNA. Tony Khan should hire him and have him run Ring of Honor. Tony Khan should hire him and have him run AEW. Get your house in order before you get your fucking daycare in order. Like, no, absolutely. But I'm saying Demore could can turn around the brand for sure. I'm still amazed that they didn't have Regal do that behind the scenes in general before when he was in AEW. It it made sense in my head there. This is a no brainer. He'll, he'll, he will he will be literally tripping over jobs. I, I can I can tell you why it won't and why it hasn't happened uh, with both Regal uh, or potentially Scott Demore. It's because people don't want to admit it, but Tony Khan has a Vince McMahon sized ego mm. from a business standpoint, from a running his wrestling company standpoint. Maybe not in the uh, <clears throat> extracurricular activities. But well, the difference, yeah. the difference on that side of things is that I believe Mr. Khan is is single, so uh, Mr. Khan can, with logs is legal, do as he pleases, and that sort of um, thing. Well, I'm, I'm I'm not going to question, uh, or I'm not going to talk about the uh, allegations against uh, Vince McMahon because I think a it's been talked about to death, and b it's honestly I'm a pretty fucked up person, and Jesus Christ. Um, Vince McMahon is also technically single. Him and Linda have been separated for a long time. Oh, really? Yes. I was unaware of this. Yes, they are together for essentially uh, business and her political career, uh, which probably at this point they may make it public that they are no longer together. I think if I was her, I'd get. I'd well, actually, I don't know. She she's a she's a Republican. They uh they really go for that uh really fucked up illegal shit. Mm. He said the thing. <sighs> right. Can I do my bad cop moment of the week? 
not unless I get a chance to add something to this. Like I'm, I've, I've, I've been, I've, wait, I've been waiting I've, patiently. I've, I was like, perhaps I need to use my shut the fuck up card. Um, I can't really add much more because you guys spoke for so fucking long. But, um, no, I it, it came from nowhere. It was totally unsurprising. It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, when you get obviously, you know that the company is going to put out a statement. They they always do in situations like this. But when you read the statement, it makes even less sense. <laughs> like it's like we just put on two amazing pay per view events. Uh, we had like record numbers, blah 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 blah. And then it's like, but we're parting ways with Scott Moore. Like it literally just makes no sense at all. But I'll keep it short. Go ahead, Matt. Just don't forget me in future, guys. Okay. Hard to forget you, Graham. Really hard to forget you. Right. Uh, oh, he's gonna be dramatic. No, I, <laughs> no, because I had I had my train of thought and it's completely gone now because I I came too soon. You know, I came too soon, which is unlike me. Um, <laughs> not like Dan Griffin though; am, he pleases the ladies. I'm sorry, or the men in Matt's but yeah, not the not the men's men. Anyways, Dan Griffin, lover of the year. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> um. So, uh, I'm just trying to work out what my main one well, was. I had like two. Uh, ah, that's it. Fucking yes, I found it. <sighs> Quick, you just shut the shut the fuck up card and make him lose his train of thought again. It's okay. I got train of thought in front of me now. It's fine. Um, it's finally fucking happened. Tony Khan has finally lost his motherfucking mind. I missed this story. Wow, I need to get on Twitter more often. No, he wasn't on Twitter. It wasn't something he said. It's something he did. No, Graham, not that. No. (laughs) He put a fucking championship on an old age fucking pensioner. (laughs) I thought you'd have been happy about this. You were predicting this. Not in a good way. (laughs) I am beyond livid. That's it. I I did ask on Twitter, because when when I saw that Sting had won a championship, what were your exact words from about three to four years ago? Can you can you remind us what the prediction was or what the bet was that you lost? By the time All Out comes round, Sting will be world champion. So you didn't specify singles or tag, did you, with state? I didn't specify that, but that's neither here nor there, Graham. The fact that it took, the fact that he's actually after this long. Is Augie worse? What does this add to the tag titles? What is oh. it? Is this is this the highlight of Sting's career? <laughs> I don't know. Who did he beat for him, Ryan? Big Bill and Ricky Starks. I'm sorry, <laughs> big big. A- Ass, according to his Titan Tron in WWE, these these guys are meant to be on the up and up on AW. They're maybe coming, maybe being built up. Yeah, 
they've they've what, yeah. they've done, what they've done here is they've done and go with me here. Um, back in two thousand five, after Eddie passed away, unfortunately, Batista and Rey Mysterio teamed together the week before the Armageddon pay per view, where the Mexicals were meant to challenge Eminem for the tag titles. They teamed to, Batista and Mysterio teamed together to face Eminem for the titles and took the championships from Eminem before the pay per view. So they could have a title versus a champion versus champion match at the pay-per-view. The Mexicals still had to fight the bloody M&M match regardless. No belts on the line, just they just fought the match in general. There was no point to that. I don't understand why they've done this. Because we know they're going to drop the belts to Matthew and Nicholas as they're now calling themselves, they sound like two prayer boys. And I'm aware, I... I'm aware, I'm aware. <laughs> my last, my, my, what my, what my, what my, what my Sunday name is, Graham, thank you very much. I'm fully aware, all right? My mother got it from my Bible. Yes, I'm fully aware. <laughs> she has admitted that. <laughs> my, mother, my brother's called James. <laughs> It doesn't add anything. John Lewis. Hmm. It doesn't add anything to this rivalry, if you want to call it that. I sort of liked the look of the blood on the suit. I think it sort of worked, you know, for 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 an effect. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. Um... It's unfortunate that I actually have uh, what I consider a couple of good devil's advocates for you this week. Otherwise, it would have been along the lines of the only thing that could make this storyline better is if Ric Flair takes the championships off uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Well, possible. But I, I already have something for you this week, so not necessary. Um, if we're all done, I'm quite happy to move on to speed check. Uh, so you're just ignoring everyone's rebuttal at this point. <laughs> Well, rebuttal comes after the speed check. I well, just being check. able to talk about uh, main uh, good or bad cop moments. Come on. Yeah, um, any, I said unless there's anything else. If you have something, go ahead. I do. Uh, so first and foremost, I do want to say that um, the Bucks character change was long overdue, and I'm actually really liking it um, because they're leaning into it a lot. They renamed the BTE trigger to the EVP trigger. Um, and they're not executive vice presidents. They are extremely violent people. And I think it's working for them. Uh, we've talked about this a bunch. I don't think that that is the feud uh, for Sting's last match. I think Sting absolutely deserves every title in the history of professional wrestling because I think he's earned that. I just don't think this is the way because now what happens at Revolution Either A, he loses his last match to the Young Bucks, or B, they win and what? He comes out on Dynamite and relinquishes the titles. It it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't understand it. Um, I agree with you on that aspect. Uh, maybe not all of your ranting, but uh, the the core of it, I, 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 under, I understand your frustration because I also feel those frustrations 
I've said it before and I'll say it again. Sting is my second favorite wrestler of all time. So this is not how I wanted to see his career. And it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, I think they'll have a great match. I just don't see, you know, if you would have asked me in, you know, 1992 or 1997 or, you know, 2015 or whatever, what what do you think Sting's last match would be? Um, I definitely wouldn't say a tag team championship match against someone he has really no connection with. It is what it is. Um, that's all I have to say about that. All right. Uh, speed check, just one thing. Uh, brutal reminder that life is way too short at times. Uh, A E A W G Joshi wrestler, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, Asahi, age 21, passed away in a car crash. Man, we just seem to get these stories all too frequently, and it's it's just tragic. And um, that's it, Ryan. You're up. Um, I, I really don't have a, a ton of uh a bad uh this week um like i don't know i i i really don't have i feel like there's been so much uh so much so much bad uh i guess i'll the only thing i'll say is the hangman versus swerve match on dynamite was a phenomenal phenomenal match and then it ended in a time limit draw and i was mad because they do time limit draws way too often in that company and then i was happy again because hangman said you needed to beat me you didn't therefore i am the number one contender which is accurate and then Tony Khan said, no, uh, since it was a draw, it's going to be a triple threat match, which means that Tony just pulled a brand split. He said, we're bringing back the rankings. And one month in, they're already ignoring the rankings. Well, little tidbit. So the way rankings work is a draw would mean there's no change. And if Hangman Adam Page was above Swerve Strickland, that means no change. It means Hangman Adam Page is the number one contender. Make it make sense, Tony Khan. Matthew? Ah, Graham, yes. Okay, um, WWE Speed is coming to X. Seriously? Five-minute matches on X? So they're just showing the dark matches now, apparently, on LX, instead of actually, you know, giving any kind of privacy to people. Um, what else have I got here? Um, Vince Russo predicting that everybody in WWE who was ever hired on a Vince be fired in 2024, including Triple H. Does that include The Rock, who's on the board of TKO? Vince Russo, fuck off. No one actually cares. Okay, seriously, no one gives a fuck. That's why you're not hired by anybody. You don't even watch wrestling, so why do you have an opinion? Um, allegedly, fans walking out of Dynamite during the main event, allegedly, if that's the case, then bad cop, because it wasn't a bad main event. Um, apparently, one fan actually said, I'm sticking to WWE. Um, you know, I'm not entirely sure, actually. I think someone is just trying to bullshit in general. 
um, wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and the last thing I've got here is is that Becky Lynch was actually with Rhea Ripley in Las Vegas. Why in Las Vegas for a start? It's in fucking Philadelphia. Why are you in Las Vegas for? Seriously. I know, it's because the, the Superb Owl is happening tomorrow night. That's why the Superb Owl is happening. Um, Mummy is always on top, which is going to be a bottom, apparently. Just for, just, for, just for clarity here, Becky, you can be a bottom and be on top still. Perfect. For I need my rebuttal this time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got one. Um, it was something that Ryan said. Nah, shit, I forgot. I was so taken in with what Matt was saying. I've totally forgotten what it is. God damn it, Matt. Uh, what was he talking about? Oh, um, that's it. So you said that if it's a draw, that they should still be in the same positions. No, not necessarily. Um, if somebody who was below them won, then they would improve their position. Um, so no, a draw does not keep you in the same position. It could actually move you down. It's unlikely to move you up. Unless somebody ahead of you was actually lost, and then actually a draw could move you ahead. Um, that was part of it. Ryan, just get to your rebuttal. I want to hear well, you. Well, the, it, Hangman was one and Swerve was two, so it's not like they were in different matches that it had some sort of weird effect, but whatever. Put, address <laughs> Matt, please. Anyways. Hmm. <clears throat> Uh, first, the speed thing uh, from a business standpoint makes perfect sense. The uh, attention span of the next and next next generation is extremely short. Thank things like TikTok. This makes perfect sense as to something that they would do, especially because WWE has always been on top of that stuff. Um, they try everything. Some things work, some things don't. Um There was something else you said. What was the last well, thing you said? As soon as you just oh, said on uh, top, I thought that might be a clue for you to remind to remember. Well, yeah, that 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 that, that too. Uh, I why was she in Vegas? Because they were running their press conference in Vegas. Like, what the fuck? No, why would the press conference in Vegas? Because everyone's there, and because it was an empty arena that they could use. <laughs> I mean, it, it it makes sense to me. Um, Anywho, anywho, um, I understand the issue I had with that and the issue you should have with that is why is Becky confronting Rhea already when we only know that Becky is the only participant in the Elimination Chamber uh, when why wouldn't there be like 10 other women there saying, well, I could also be in that Elimination Chamber and face you at WrestleMania. Matt, anything you'd like to address in rebuttal? Yes, rebuttal. Um, um, it's it's bad copy. It's it's sort of just to add to tack on to that, because that they were in Vegas because everybody's there because of because the Rock is there this week. That's why they that's why they went to that arena. It was a free ticket event, and a lot of people didn't want to go. Because of what's been happening with the stuff we're not talking about, um, with regard to VKM and um, Johnny Ace at the moment, um, a lot of people didn't want to didn't want to rock up, and don't blame them for that. You know, some people want to stay far away from that as they can. And the the company, unquestionably, has taken a bit of a hit in that side of things in the last couple of weeks. Um, I just think that, you know, Pittsburgh's got some pretty nice places they could have done it in. 
Is it like the home of like isn't it where the Liberty Bell is and everything? Well, okay, so first it's Pittsburgh? not Pittsburgh, it's Philadelphia. Oh, I, 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 I thought I said Philadelphia. Sorry. <laughs> I've been a it's been a long day. I apologize if I got my cities in a, in a, in a country I got I'm not living wrong. All right. It's it, no no Matt. I, I'll explain it to you in wrestling terms. All right, you ready for this? So when WrestleMania as this year is in Philadelphia, all <laughs> these other wrestling companies come to Philadelphia because there's a bunch of people there. So WWE just said, fuck it. The Super Bowl's there. We'll go there because there's a bunch of people there. Smart, smart business. Because it wasn't about making money. It was about filling seats and it worked. Are you kidding? There were a couple thousand people at a hour long press conference. The NFL doesn't get thousands of people at a press conference. They had 25,000 turn up to the NFL thing, and they fucking paid. 25,000 yeah. to a press conference. It, w- it wasn't a press conference. It was a pre-game. It was a pre... It was this, like... Was- oh, oh, it was a place that people go to get drunk because they're football fans, and that's what they do. They get drunk before they get drunk, in so the they sta- get in drunk. The sta- it, was, it was in the stadium with, with the team and everything. Yeah, it was, it was very yeah, that- weird. Reed Bottle has spun out of control right now, but hold on, let me see if I got this right. AEW gets slammed when they sell less than 2,000 tickets, but WWE can't even get 2,000 people to go to a free event when you know that The Rock, Reigns, and Cody are going to be there. Wow, okay. All right. I'm saying there's clearly something not going right there. Now, at the point I'm trying to make there, that was all. I also. I'm going to defend you a little bit. I had to look where tonight's SmackDown is. It is a long way from Charlotte, North Carolina. I, I actually looked. I looked that Nevada. up. That's well. a long way. That's way over two thousand miles. I so I, I, I would have. Well, I was confused too because, again, in my uh, my 1999 uh, SmackDown is going to be in Las Vegas next week. So oh. I, it, in my head, I was like, "Is SmackDown in Vegas tomorrow?" <laughs> Wait, hold on. So I had to look Wrong it up because I was confused. <laughs> I've, 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 I've done that myself. Just, just, a, just a little 25-year difference. You know, it's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's it's pretty much the same thing. Now, I apologize, um, I apologize if I offended Pittsburgh and Philadelphia for getting mixed up slightly. I just don't understand why, you know, they couldn't... It, it just feels like... It, I mean, I like the whole pattern. I just think it could have been where the well, damn thing's happening. It's also tradition that a lot of WWE wrestlers will attend the Super Bowl. Um, So a lot of them are probably in town because WWE wants them there because it looks good. You know, just like when NFL players attend WWE shows, you know, they like, you know, they show them off and stuff. Because, you know, if you're a football, you know, like Seth is going to be there. I I'm I'm just saying one thing. We were completely got a fan cop momentarily, Graham. But I wanted to. What was that? Was that what's, the, what's that for? That's Get Chelsea Green. It. Jesus Shh. fucking Christ! It's All right, Chelsea. I'm using my shut the fuck up card right now. All right, to parrot for Pittsburghers who didn't quite understand Matt. He was saying yin sock. All right, go ahead, Matt. Say your thing. Unless we want the fan cop. I'm done. Go he ahead. can't. No, he can't because you already STF'd him. I'm the only no, person I'm who. Said, can I talk just about. said I'm done. So the, shut the fuck up, Carl moment's open. It's done. I did what I needed to do. Back with you, Matt. Go ahead. 
No, I'm using it on both of you. We're moving on to fan cop moments. Shut the fuck up to both of you. We're moving on to fan cop moments. Good. Bad. Under that logic, we can't speak for the next 75 seconds. And you know Ryan hasn't got the stuff up on his phone, so we might be screwed. I'm starting. I'm starting. Angel visits perfect. At visits Angel. Uh, good cop moment in 2025. WWE's award-winning documentaries will be on Netflix. Yes, I can watch them at times 1.5. Brilliant, like that. Uh, bad cop moment. Grayson Waller was unhappy with the host at Sunrise, an Australian show. Don't know anything about that story, so unless you guys do, you can chip in. Um, I do know about that. Um, LA Knight and Grayson Waller have been doing the rounds in Australia promoting the Perth show, Limited Chamber, of course. Um, makes sense to have one of the biggest guys to go and do it, obviously, with Grayson Waller. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if the host or the cameraman, one of the one I saw was the cameraman basically being a prick. Basically, like, Saying that you know he he actually that tough sort of thing and he's not a real not, not a real fighter and all that stuff. Grayson Waller would kick your ass, mate. <laughs> okay, and he wasn't and he was shooting. Waller wanted to kick his ass live on okay. air. Good. I've never been more. If that, if that would have been perfect to turn him face, in my personal opinion, but <laughs> but Grayson Waller's too good at the heel. And um, he put, and just for context, he's probably going to be announced tonight by Nick Aldis, who was in Vegas last night. They had both the GMs there last night. Nick Aldis is live on SmackDown tonight on the East Coast. <laughs> it's a longer round trip he had to do. He's announcing who's facing um, Logan Paul in Australia. I guarantee oh, they all got WWE private jetted. Probably so, but it's still a long old trip. <laughs> um, if he had to drive, that would be a little unfortunate. It's a long fucking way. Absolutely, but I, I, I predicted the Logan Paul, Grayson Waller at the chamber. It makes sense to makes sense to have um, the, the the local guy, as it were, in the title match. I, I didn't think it worked in wrestling to have uh, douchebag versus douchebag. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, heel versus heel. He won't be heel in Australia, Graham. <laughs> he's, he's so over in Australia, Graham. He ain't gonna be, he ain't gonna be here, heel. Ryan? All right. I am going to go with the Adonis of the Adonises, the man who puts hello in hello, ladies. Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with Dan's sex life for some reason, but I am now. Best cop moment. Impact was good, but NXT Vengeance Day was better. Great show, full of variety. Worst cop moment, the Ashley Massaro cover-up, utterly vile. Yes, I've been watching bits of this thanks to Cafe de Rene. Um, shout out to those guys over there, James, Rene, Paul London, all those guys over there. And I actually want to take this moment, if possible, to echo something that James put out on Twitter. The amount of people who are calling Renee and Paul London uh, bitter x guys for calling them out, calling out this stuff on the show. Get the fuck out of the IWC. People need to be speaking out about this stuff more often. We need to clean up the industry in general. There's too much shit, literally, going on in this industry right now. 
all credit to René Dupree. Please answer my, in my emails, René. Your turn, Matt. Okay, I, I'm going to go with the return of High Five Tom. Only Insert if... applause here. <laughs> um, good cop Monant, Monet's. Graham, he's written Monet's. <laughs> Oh dear, I'm so sorry. Um, Hangman Swerve, great Dynamite opener, and I haven't watched Dynamite in a while. Drew McIntyre trolling Punk with tricep workout, yes. That was the big troll, for sure. Uh, Bounty Hunter is all elite, and Jimmy Jacobs returning to AAW. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, and this is just, this is something we've I've complained about AAW in the past, um, and I continue. Uh, I was... 100% sure that he already worked for AEW. When they released the graphic, I was like, he's been there for like a year. What What are you talking about? Um, Did you say AEW or AAW? Bounty Hunter. Jimmy, Jimmy Jacobs is returning to AEW, but uh, okay. Keith oh, wants his dick. Brian Keith is gotcha. all elite. Yeah, uh, and I could have sworn that he had worked there for. Uh, okay. I, a bit I'm like, trying to read ahead to the next one, and I was half listening in. I missed it. A little bit and, like how we, how you know, like Ibushi is all elite, and he's wrestled for the company before. Uh, Osprey is all elite; he's wrestled for the company before. Uh, it, it, it's odd sometimes. Um, I think it's I'm, when it's official on a larger, longer contract. I think that's more it is rather than a match to match thing. Uh, at this point, I'm depending on the next graphic being uh, Nick Khan. Uh, I'm not Khan. Tony Khan is all elite. <laughs> Come up at one point. Um, we got Bishop at TW Takes podcast. Um, basically, it's um, uh, it's the video of The Rock, uh, doing his promo with oh shoot, uh, Pat McAfee. Jeez, my great, I can remember his name for a minute. Um, yeah, so just that whole segment basically. Yeah, like I said, if I hadn't already had some good devil's advocates for you, Matt, it might have been something to do with chicken nuggets in the ass. Might have been uh, part of your devil's advocate, but hey. Um, Ryan? Let's go with Rob. UTT Rob. Good cop moment. Matt's new job, which will have to be an excuse to untap a new pub at some point. Congratulations <laughs> to our very own Matt Lewis. What the fuck cop moment? Jim Cornette's live reaction to the Vince McMahon evidence. I didn't see it, but at the same time, you can just assume that Cornette was probably like, that's just the way it is. We love rape because Jim Cornette's a terrible human being. Uh, bad cop moment. Iron Crawl. I'm assuming that's supposed to be Iron Claw, but yeah, it could be wrong. Isn't in any local cinemas. Apparently, Manchester is the closest. For context, for where they are, that's about 200 mile. Sorry, how far? Well, they're in York. Can you say that number again for me, please? 200 mile. 200 miles? I think so. From Manchester to York? I think so. I'm not good at Matt. Oh, sorry. Actually, Dan's York, is it? Is it Huddersfield? It's from Huddersfield, but I don't know if he still lives in Huddersfield. Okay. I, I like how we're just doxing Rob. No, I, I think you're way way off but i could we'll, be we'll, we'll do an update next week okay i dare say um i'd like to point out in case i'm asking the crown will be happy to welcome you sir okay so i'm gonna take the next the next um fan cop moment 
Uh, I'm going to go T.S. Horror. Thomas, best cop moment, Drew McIntyre's heel work. I've seen him as a good heel in the Indies, but this level of shithousery is outstanding. For context, for our British, for our British um, listeners, that is a Burnley level of shithousery. Oh, my goodness. Wow. This is very, very interesting, Matthew. Um, so I just typed in how far is it from uh, Manchester to Huddersfield. Um, from where you live to Manchester is 250 miles. Um, if it is Huddersfield, that is a mere 29 miles. So you're only out by a factor of seven, approximately. Um, I should have typed it. But yes, so yeah, you were out on a, a massive. I did a massive scale. On I that did one. say math was my strong point, Graham, and you know this. To be fair, that 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 certainly would be true. Um, I didn't actually say hear who you actually read. So, did you do King's Bladder? No, not yet. KPB. All right, I'll do that one then. Um, best cop moment. I really enjoyed the Cody Rock and Roman love triangle. Uh, it's got people talking, being passionate, shouting in outrage. It's created a real buzz and a good distraction from the. Worst cop moment of Vince and the people sending death threats regarding Cody. Yeah, actually, that didn't even come up. That should have been in the bad cop moments. The fact that uh, Rock's uh, daughter basically closed her Twitter account down. That's just absolutely vile that people would send death death, death threats through Twitter. Um, absolutely ridiculous. But obviously, the Vince stuff as well, ridiculous. Well, I don't really want to talk about that. It's just absolutely horrible. Yeah, and especially too, because like, Ava, Simone, whatever you want to call her, at face value, it seems like a nepotism hire. But in reality, they have never, ever even referenced, as far as I know, the fact that she's the Rock's daughter. Like, and she's yeah. on NXT. She didn't get a fast track to the main roster or anything. She's paying her dues within the company. She's doing her thing. The only connection she has on TV to The Rock is that she is a carbon copy of her father. Like, other than that, like, you know, she's young. She's learning the ropes. You know, I think she's doing a pretty okay job. She's not great at talking yet, but she'll get there. The Rock wasn't great at talking when he started. Like, he was pretty awful in the first couple of years. Is it bad? I want to see her, which makes her main Russell debut, come out in the same outfit her dad did. I mean, I don't think that's PG, because uh, he wasn't wearing a top. But <laughs> no, I mean, actually, no, he, he he had the you Lewis. He had the your uh, mother, you pervert. Uh, he had the uh, the what's it called? Like the I don't know the crescent shape uh around his neck so as long as they made it a little longer you know what i mean um but yeah no i get you you know what i mean graham stop being a five-year-old child um i've just by just closing fan comments i want to um uh, make you all aware of one of our favorite ladies on the indies faye jackson's um tweet of the day happy friday i hope y'all get taken to pound town today Atta girl. <laughs> I didn't know she'd entered fan cop moments. Oh, good for her. <laughs> I don't know. Tom for Dale's advocate. Uh, uh, can I do the last one? We haven't, we're not going to skip Thomas, are we? At TS Horror. I've Best done that one. Moment. I'm sorry? I thought I did that one. 
Oh, you did that one? Okay, I gotta stop trying to do two things at once. I can't concentrate, apparently. Fuck! Good! <laughs> Bad! Oh. oh, dear. This is what happens when you take a day, a week off, Ron. You become so professional in your absence. It's sad, really. It is, but now we are all back together. We all gathered here, dearly beloved, for the devil's advocate round, which is ridiculous. Like we do not believe in for twenty seconds, defending them as if they are the truth. Who would like to go first? Me. I got one for you, Matt. You ready? Oh, oh go on then. You kind of already saw this already because it was in DMs a little bit. Normalize saying "great microwaving" instead of compliments to the chef. Well, you can absolutely normalize that because what chef doesn't have a microwave in, as a backup in in the kitchen? For example, Graham, I actually have some new microwave Tupperware, Graham, actually, which was given to me by my mother-in-law. Not that I'm ever going to use it, but it's, it's a good idea to always have these things available. Normalize these things now. Make sure you say it to the right person. Bravo. Not well, me. Please, you'll, get, you'll get Chef Mike thrown at you. Ryan, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? Well, to be fair, I was going to tell you to defend microwaving shit, so... <laughs> oh, this... um... I'll, let, I'll give you a chance to, to think. Um, Graham, your one then, Graham, is... Defend for 20 seconds. Just like Soleka Sakoa, I hate maths. Well, absolutely. Except he said math, but yeah, of course. Like, I'm, I'm tweets that I put out 10 years ago as well, like, I'm, it, it just happens. Like, when you're younger, you, you say what you truly feel, right? So we, you've got that enthusiasm. You just want to people, like, of course I hate math. I only do it for the money. I, I, those private jets don't pay for themselves. So you got to do what you got to do to get that money, right? I was tempted to leave it a couple more weeks and then just throw it back at you because you thought I could do it last week. I was like, I'm sitting on this one. <laughs> I didn't do it. I thought I'd sit on it, but you, you, you... I'm still surprised. Like, you could understand why Ava deleted her Twitter account. Like, that's a very serious thing that happened there. But Solo deleting his account because people are posting tweets from him 10 years ago and saying he hated math. It just didn't seem on the same level, unless I didn't see all the responses. But from what I was seeing on social media, it seemed like a, a bit of an overreaction, to be honest. But I don't know. It, it, he's free to do whatever he wants, of course, but it just kind of it surprised me. It but. feels a little odd. Yeah, it does feel a little odd, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's weird why you would do that. That's, that's the weirdest, maybe the, the second weirdest reason ever. Right, have you had time to compose yourself? Do you want no, to... no. I, I hear a cat meowing in the background, so I'm distracted. Oh, I got one for Ryan. Okay, go for it. Um, I think this is on Facebook. It was from uh, Traditional Pro Res, and um, the the statement was, which I'd like you to defend. Um, I'm opening to have. Sorry, I'll start again. I am open, if I could speak, to having my mind changed or opinion challenged on this. And there's the statement. I think Eddie Kingston looks like a Waffle House cook and is absolutely dreadful in the ring. I mean, there is no denying, and I say this with full conviction, that Eddie Kingston looks like a Waffle House cook. That is not in question here. 
Now, his in-ring style, eh, he's pretty dreadful in the ring, mainly because he's a real fighter, not a fake wrestler. Um, I think a lot of the comments were basically in response to that. Um, I agree with half of that statement. <laughs> I'm assuming it was pretty much that first. Anyone who said. has found themselves <laughs> at a Waffle House at 2.30 in the morning <laughs> knows that the guy behind the, the in the kitchen probably looks like Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Not just Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston after John Moxley beat the shit out of him for 20 minutes. I thought it was funny. I know you mentioned Eddie Kingston recently, so I was like, I, I got to throw that. In. Um, I think people thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, he's obviously not dreadful in the ring. I had to include the other part. If it would have just been defend Eddie Kingston in dreadful in the ring, that would have been a terrible devil's advocate. So. I could have done it. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as amusing, though. Uh, no, but more if Ryan had not been available, you would have got it as well, obviously, because it's still Chef, and I know you kind of know what a Waffle Houses, anyways. Still waiting for my Braun Strowman Waffle House breakfast challenge, bro. <laughs> uh huh. I thought you were trying to watch what you're eating. I think you oh, if Braun Strowman can eat it, I might can eat it. Right. Anyway, right. Well, so... Matt definitely watches what he's eating. He watches himself pick it up, and then he watches himself put it in his <laughs> mouth. It's you know, it's 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 just like me. I'm on a seafood diet. I see food. I eat it. Hey, that's a boomer joke right there. I was going to say, I thought I did the dad jokes around here, but... Alright, we got any more Devil's Advocates to trade? I do have one. Just to know, Chris's jokes are getting worse. They're getting so bad. Could you give some examples so we can uh, see if we agree with that assessment? Yes, I can. He sends me on a news or day races. Imagine the trouble she has trying to introduce herself in France. Her name is Gemma Pell. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. For example, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It, it's things like that. That one's fu- that one is funny. It's, you know, you're not doing it justice by reading it out, but I have seen the picture that goes. But no, they get worse than they get. They get worse than they, they're so bad. They're so bad. Some of these jokes, like, they're not even worth me repeating right now. I'll share them to you later off air, Graham, because some of them are just like like they make they wouldn't even Jackson, inappropriate. No, even Jackson wouldn't laugh at them. By the way. Uh, Ryan, your devil's advocate for me is I was extremely disappointed at on Dynamite when Sting did not channel his inner Titus O'Neil and kiss his sons on the lips. Well, I mean, it is very disappointing. Like, does he even love his sons? This is a completely normal thing. There is nothing wrong with that. And it just shows me that I don't really think those are his sons. I actually think they're direct clones of him. And, of course, that would be a little weird to kiss yourself. Right. Firstly, word offender, Firstly. Secondly, um, there is not a man on this earth who, if they could clone himself, wouldn't think about briefly making out of himself. No, 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 Matt, I, I, I know you understand what I am saying, and I'm not trying to be offensive. Uh, if you clone yourself and you kiss yourself, that's a little gay. But <laughs> if you clone yourself and you give yourself a little stranger action, that's just masturbation. <laughs> I, I'm done. I've, I've delivered both my ideas with advocates, but I'm happy to take some more if you want. Um, I had one. I'm not sure it works as a devil's advocate, but I thought it was a funny comment. So um, I, I'm I'm going to pass this one to you, Matt. I'm not going to really run the timer though. 
Um, I saw this. You might have already seen this. It was on ESPN um, F1. I think that's uh, Facebook. And it was from at Chainbear. It's clearly in relation to Lewis Hamilton because there was a picture of him. Um, but getting a Ferrari when you turn 40 is so cliche. Absolutely cliche. <laughs> It really, really is. It's not really a devil's advocate, but it was no. a really funny comment. It is like... quite a funny comment. Um, but <laughs> the other really funny comment is that the only car this year that won't be black is the Ferrari. <laughs> Every F1 car so far this year has been predominantly black. No paint on yeah. them at all. And I don't know why it's not gone down well with the fan base. Uh... But it's not the F1 podcast. Ryan, have you got anything for myself or for Graham? I, I got no. one comment before we so go. Since we were just kind of talking about this. Um, so you know how Morty and Fitch podcast um, ask for questions and then they respond to them like six weeks later. Um, I did send them this one because I saw this one on Facebook. Um, it's a two-picture cartoon. And the first person says, um, if a person clones himself and then has sex with his clone, is that considered masturbation or incest? And then the second picture is, uh, sir, this is a Wendy's. But um, yeah, but that was the question to them: Is this <laughs> masturbation or is it incest? No, incest. Incest implies that it is your family member. This is a genetic copy of yourself. It is. So that's still same genetic material. I don't. Well, anyway, no, no, no. I'm, because I'm, because your family members are partial genetic matches. Okay. Uh, Nobody well, shares be... identical DNA except for I think twins. I think twins. That should have be an easy DNA. question for them to answer. Now, actually, I haven't listened to their latest episode, but I did send that on January second, so uh, perhaps they're not going to be using that in their episode. <laughs> but it did seem relevant to what the discussion just was. So, indeed, indeed. Uh, well, we'll be back next week, then, guys. Uh, Ryan, any last notes? I mean, the only thing that could be that worse... Doro Green just joined us then? Yeah, apparently. The only thing that potentially could be worse than Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania or, you know, Sting's last match being against the Young Bucks would be if Jay White was involved in any of them. Amen. We'll be back next week if they're not moonlighting on someone else's podcast, Graham. We're out of here. Boom. The music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3. Point zero. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommon.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash